passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is T O N Y L I E B E R T. Um, this week I'll be reacting to what was really a busy week in Gophers football. Uh, Quinn Carroll is a Gopher. I'll be reacting to the former Notre Dame offensive lineman committing to Minnesota uh, and. Vanderbilt defensive line transfer Lorenzo Sergers also committing. I'll talk about Kai Thomas entering the transfer portal. Um, I'll also discuss three assistant coaches leaving for jobs elsewhere. Um, and I'll also answer all of the questions that you guys, the listeners, gave to me on Twitter. Um, and it should be a busy episode. The biggest news of the week was the Gophers' two additions uh, from the transfer portal. And the biggest news was Notre Dame offensive lineman Quinn Carroll deciding to come home and play for the Gophers next season. So, a little bit about Carroll. He spent three seasons at, at Notre Dame. Um, he injured his knee his freshman season, and that sat him out the whole year. And he played a handful of games last year and in 2022, or in 2021. Uh, but he never started. Um, coming out of high school, he was the number one player in Minnesota in the 2019 class. And he was ranked uh, 118 nationally by 24-7 sports. Um, he had offers from just about every school in the country, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Oregon, Oklahoma, USC, Miami. Um, so the biggest question that people had as he committed to the Gophers was why didn't he play at Notre Dame? Um, I think the easiest response to that would be that he had his knee injury his freshman year and at a program like Notre Dame, it's really hard to overcome that because you're starting a step behind everyone. And he was the man at Edina 
for his entire high school career, goes to Notre Dame, he uh, injures his knee, he's out for his freshman year, and then he's kind of forgotten. It's hard to overcome that. And now he's coming to the Gophers, and he's going to be the man again. Uh, it'll be really interesting what his mindset will be, and I think that's going to impact ultimately impact his career at Minnesota. If he plays with a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove prove himself, uh, he, I think he he has all the talent that you want from a, a high, high-level offensive lineman. He has the talent and the skills to be a high-level NFL draft pick, but it's all about putting it together, obviously, because we have not seen him do it at the college level. But he'll, he'll have three seasons of eligibility remaining, and at the end of the day, he's the perfect replacement for Daniel Falele. I don't know if he'll play at left tackle, or Falele even played at right tackle, so what am I saying? But uh, I think he'll be perfect because he'll probably s slip right into right tackle. Um, he's 6'6", 315 pounds. He's a mauler. Um, I remember, so I also graduated high school in 2019, the same time as Quinn. And I remember when I was playing football, he was kind of like a, like a folk legend, like everyone would watch his like huddle highlights in high school be like wow look at this guy like he is is still uberly talented i don't know i don't have the answer why he didn't play at notre dame why he wasn't able to crack the lineup but he is a high 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 level addition to this offensive line um and looking ahead to next year so the five starters if i had to guess um at left tackle, it'll be uh, Ariante Ursay, uh, who's super uh, athletic. Uh, he will be entering his third year. Um, still a bit raw, obviously, because he has not started. Uh, but I hear great things about him, about how he's developing. And with a big offseason, I would assume that he will start at left tackle. Um, as for left guard, I think... Uh, Axel Rushmeyer, it's his sixth year now. He'll he'll be coming back, played as like a swing offensive lineman this last year for the Gophers. Um, I think it will be a given that he will be starting at one of the three interior positions, really one of the two guard positions, because the center position will definitely be locked up by John Michael Schmitz, who decided to come back for his sixth year. Um. He had serious, like, top 100 draft pick NFL pot potential, so he's locked and loaded in the center position. Uh, has as good of a shot as any to win the Remington Award for best center in college football this year, to be honest. Um, but So there's no questions at that position. And then right guard could be Nathan Bowe. Uh, who This will be his fifth year. He filled in for JMS at center in the bowl game. And did really a terrific job. So I personally think that he will be locked at one of the guard positions. If him or Rushmeyer is left or right, I don't know specifically. But I, I'm i pretty confident that that'll be the interior. And then I think Quinn Carroll will play right tackle. Because that's what he played at Notre Dame. Um, I feel like that's what he fits better at. I could see him at left. Um, 
but I feel like that'll probably be where he ends up. And then uh, now they honestly have good depth uh, on the bench with uh, J.J. Gadet, who I've heard good things about. He can play at tackle and guard. And uh, Carter Shaw, who will probably be more of an interior guy, but he was a transfer from Utah State last season. Um, he didn't really play much this year. Uh, he was probably in line for a big role, but with John Michael Schmitz unexpectedly coming back and now Carroll coming back, um, he's uh, probably just going to be a swing guy if there's uh, any issues with injuries or stuff, but I think as a unit, they really went from a question mark this offseason, and they have the talent to uh, still lean on them and have the offensive line be the identity of this offense, because they got at least two guys with serious NFL potential, maybe three or four in my opinion, and that's if they develop more in the offseason, if they start to mesh, they could be the strength of this team again in 2022. Um, so on to Vanderbilt defense alignment, Lorenzo, or Lorenzo Sergers, excuse me. Um, he was the other transfer portal addition over the week. He spent four seasons at Vanderbilt. He had uh, 19 career tackles, one sack, one and a half for loss, and two passes defensed. Uh, much of that came last season for him as a junior where he had 17 tackles, one sack, one and a half for loss. Um, he was very under-recruited out of high school. Um, his only other offer was to UConn, and he's from Cary, North Carolina. Um, he'll have two years of eligibility remaining. Um, he's not a surefire starter, but he will be in the rotation. Um, he's almost, I don't want to necessarily say a developmental player because he's uh, played a large role on an SEC team, um, but he's not a surefire starter, like I said, and he has the the uh at 6'5", 265, he has the size you want from a defensive lineman. And with a good offseason, he could become a starter. But I, I would expect him to more uh be a rotational player next season. Um as uh I w uh as the new defensive line coach, as I'll get into it later, but Chad Wilt is moving on to defensive coordinator at Indiana. But uh, new defensive line coach will have some options. Um, but as to looking at the defensive line as a whole for the Gophers next season with the ad addition of Sergers, uh, I think the two defensive end spots are pretty locked up. It'll be Thomas Rush and Ja Joyner. Uh, ja Joyner looked terrific uh, in the bowl game and kind of in, in an increased role the second half of the year. Didn't play much the second half of the year, but he has the skills to be a great player, I think. Um, and then Sergers, I think, will be in that three or four spot at the defensive line position. Uh, redshirt sophomore Jalen Logan Redding, um, redshirt freshman Austin Booker, and redshirt sophomore Gage Keys. I think all three of them will have a great opportunity to uh, be in the rotation and have a big role. I've heard great things about all three of them, and I think it'll kind of be who emerges from them. Uh, to play a big role next year, because uh, honestly, that's 
six guys who all uh, should have a shot to play a role. Um, and I think they don't have as much, as many surefire, uh, like starters and veteran players as they did this season in 2021 with Boye Mafe and Asesi Otomiwo, but they have the talent and it's more about just stepping up at this point because it, uh, Fleck call always talks about a developmental program and it's, this year, it'll be, if they develop their young guys, I think they should be fine because these guys are talented enough, and it'll be interesting to see. All right, on to the transfer portal departures, unfortunately. Uh, redshirt freshman running back Kai Thomas was obviously the biggest one of the week. He's the Gophers' leading rusher in 2021, had 824 yards. Uh, originally from Topeka, Kansas, uh, he was the number 410 recruit in the 2020 recruiting class. And the biggest question is obviously why. Um, I do not have the answer why. Uh, I Obviously the first thing you go to is he realized he would really have to work for his uh, playing time. Um, I thought he would be the number two back in 2022 behind Mo Ibrahim. And I thought that he would honestly get like 10, 12 carries a game. And then next year he could be the starter. So personally, I thought it was kind of weird that he did this. Um, but after the bowl game, he was the guaranteed rate bowl MVP and his stock has really never been higher. Um, so kind of in the new age, uh, college football in the transfer portal it's almost like he's a nfl free agent and on a contract year if he has uh a big year you, you want to be a free agent and see what's out there because uh your stock is super high um it obviously also could be he just wants to be closer to home he didn't like the actual university of minnesota that is always a possibility um, maybe he didn't like the cold. Topeka, Kansas isn't the greatest weather, but maybe he didn't like the weather in Minnesota. He wants to be closer to home. Uh, it will be interesting where he commits. I know he did get an offer to his, I would assume, his hometown school of uh, Kansas with the Jayhawks. I don't know. He could have been a K-State fan, but, uh, and he had an offer to Colorado, would now has two former Gophers offensive coaches there. Uh, but it'll be interesting where he ends up because uh, I think that'll tell more of the story. But uh, as for the 2022 running back room, I don't think it takes a dramatic hit because the Gophers were lucky enough to have a plethora of talent. Um, it might take a hit in 2023 and 2024, but Mo Ibrahim will be the bell cow. I think it really increases his touches more uh, next year. Um, I think Buck Irving will be the number two as Trey Potts comes back from injury and gets back in the fold. He could work his way back to number two, but I feel like at the start of the season, he'll be the three. And then uh, forgotten name, I think Bryce Williams will be the four. Uh, he is returning from injury, veteran guy. Um, and then I think true freshman Zach Evans would be the fifth. Uh, talented guy. He can obviously work his way into carries like Bucky did this year as a true freshman. 
Uh, he has definitely has the skills to do that. Um, and then Derek LeCaptain's kind of the emergency guy like he was this year. But as for the immediate future, I don't think this makes a huge impact. Um, but the Gophers will need development at that position. And a Bucky Irving's a true, or going to be a redshirt. Well, with the extra year of eligibility, I think he'll technically, now he'll be a sophomore because he doesn't get the COVID year. Uh, but, so, him and Zach Evans will be the future of this backfield with the hope that Trey Potts returns to his former self. And I think those three in 2023 could do great. Um, and then I would assume in the 2023 recruiting class, they're going to try to go after another running back to add depth to that room. But on to uh, another uh, transfer, uh, redshirt freshman linebacker Jaquandis Burns was probably the second biggest departure of the week. Uh, he was a three-star player in 2022. He is the 612th ranked player. Um, he appeared in seven games in 2021. Uh, I thought he played uh, pretty well, um, and he was kind of setting up, in my opinion, for a uh, big role uh, in 2022. Um, but... He probably would have had an outside chance to get more playing time this year. I, Mariana Sari Morin has not officially stated that he plans to return, um, but that is kind of um, expected. Uh, I maybe he'll just for always play for the Gophers forever for like fifteen years. But I, I don't understand how he has more eligibility, but he does, I guess. Um, but. Uh, Jaquandis Burns from he, originally from Florida, and he already committed to uh, SMU only like three days after entering the portal. Um, so I don't know why exactly. Maybe he had a former coach there. Um, but at the end of the day, the Gophers will move on in their 2022 linebacker room. Sorry, Marin has not officially said that he's returning, like I said, but he'll probably be the number one guy. Uh, Braylon Oliver, I think, will be number two. And then Cody Lindenberg, who's returning from injury, he, he should have uh, a shot to get some playing time this year. And then with uh, Donald Willis behind him for some depth. I don't think this is a huge impact to the linebacking room, um, but I'll get into it. Uh, later, I think that is probably the weakest position now for the Gophers heading into the offseason. Um, but as for the coaching staff shakeup, three assistants in the last week have moved on to uh, different roles. Uh, most notably and most recently, defensive line coach Chad Wilt uh, is expected to be named defensive coordinator at Indiana. Uh, he coached at a bunch of D-line stops uh, before Minnesota, but he joined the Gophers January of 2020. Um, what I find interesting is 24-7 Sports ranks the top recruiters in college football. And uh, before Jack Pyburn, defensive lineman, decommitted, uh, Wilt was like top 70 in the country. Uh, he bumped down at number 102 overall, but... 
he did a great job in 2022 with <clears throat> Trey Bixby, Anthony Smith, and Hayden Schwartz along that defensive line. And I, I only hear great things about his development and uh, coaching at that position group. Uh, so in my opinion, I think he's going to be the toughest loss of the three. Um, and it will be interesting who he replace, who Fleck decides to replace him with, obviously. It'll be a big hire. The defensive line has kind of been a staple of the Gophers' defense under Fleck with guys like Carter Coughlin, Boye Mafe, Asesi Otomiwo. It'll be interesting to see where that position group goes next year. Um, and then co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach uh, Joe Harris-Miak, uh was is taking over as defensive coordinator for Rutgers. He is replacing former Minnesota D.C. Rob Smith at Rutgers. Um, but he had three seasons with Minnesota. He's only 35 years old. He's from Ridgewood, New Jersey. This is kind of a, it happens in college football. He got a better job. Closer to home, uh, made more sense to him. Um, obviously, another tough loss, but it, I guess that's what happens when you have a, a good defense. People are going to try to get your defensive assistance. Um, and then lastly, tight end coach Clay Patterson um, is taking over at the same position for Colorado, but also the passing game coordinator. Um I would say he practically took a job similar to what Matt Simon is now with the Gophers offense, how he's a position coach and kind of like number two in line for the offense. So uh, that is kind of how he took a promotion. Uh, if it do doesn't seem like it because he took the same position coach coaching job, he did. Uh, but uh, he took a promotion. Uh, before the Gophers, he had some – Stops at smaller schools. He was head coach at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M uh, Junior College, or I think that was a Division II college. Uh, he was the offense coordinator at Trinity, Trinity Valley Community College before that, where he had uh, he broke the record for most uh, total yards of offense per game in a season was 656.1 per game in the 2015 season. So that's a, just an interesting tidbit. Uh, but... He's done a good job with the tight ends. Uh, Co'Keefe and Bremen Spanford have both developed into good college tight ends. Um, so this is obviously another tough loss. Uh, but this is sports and this is college football. Uh, guys take better jobs and it's all about who you replace them with. Uh, he obviously joins Mike Sanford Jr. in Colorado. Uh, kind of weird that uh, Colorado's now taken two guys from the Gophers. Uh, but maybe they liked uh, what they saw as when we shut them out um, in September. A um, uh, few miscellaneous things I wanted to touch on. Um, a potential transfer addition to keep an eye out on uh, is Clemson D-tackle Darnell Jeffries. Uh, kind of that Niles Pinckney pipeline from last year. Uh, I think Jeffries could be a great addition on the defensive on the interior defensive line, a group that could use a veteran presence, losing so much last year. Uh, the Gophers made two quarterback offers to the 2023 class, 
uh, the first two offers from new offensive coordinator Kirk Shiraka. Uh but uh, 2023 four-star uh, Jaden Rashada from Pittsburgh, California, and four-star Cameron Edge from Smyrna, Delaware. Two names to keep an eye on, obviously, but the Gophers are going to be competing with some some high-level programs. Um, but two names to obviously watch out for as they start to build their 2023 class. Um, and then another thing that uh, happened... Uh, Defensive lineman Jack Pyburn uh, verbally decommitted from the Gophers officially. He was the only uh, verbal commit that did not officially sign on National Signing Day. Um, I I thought it was weird because he goes to the same school as uh, defensive line commit Hayden Schwartz, the Bowl School in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, but Pyburn clearly is a late bloomer. He's going to have better offers. And he said that his recruitment's open and the Gophers are a possibility, but he's probably gone. I don't know if that has to do with Chad Wilt leaving, um, but it is interesting. I don't know if Chad Wilt will have an effect on the Gophers' commits, uh, but you never know. Uh, It'll be interesting to look out for uh, heading into the offseason. Um, but a possible addition to the 2022 class is offensive tackle Matthew McCoy, who's the brother of current freshman defensive tackle Luther McCoy, released his final six schools, and the Gophers were included alongside Maryland, Florida, Miami, Mississippi State, and UCF. Uh, would be a great addition to the 2022 class, 6'6", 285, Really all you want from an offensive lineman in the Big Ten, but that would be big. And then uh, the Gophers also got a preferred walk-on commitment over the week from uh, Tyler Stolsky, a linebacker. Uh, He held a preferred walk-on offer from Michigan. He had scholarship offers to Army, Air Force, and Central Michigan. So at 6'3", 225, he's kind of a high-level walk-on. So he's a name to watch out for to work on to a scholarship. Because uh, with three uh, Division One offers, he also had more, but those are three pretty good schools and a high-level preferred walk-on from another school. Uh, he's definitely a name to keep an eye on um, throughout his career. Uh, wrapping up now, um, talk about the questions that you guys, the listeners, gave to me over Twitter. Uh, so from at three-fourths geek, um, he asked, uh, with Kai Thomas transferring, will the Gophers be looking to add depth at running back in the transfer portal? Um, honestly, I would not be completely shocked if they added a veteran player uh, to join the running back room. Um, if I had to guess, I don't think they will. Uh, but it's definitely a possibility, and I would not rule it out. Because uh, it did hurt their depth uh, immediately because they have Bryce Williams and Trey Potts coming back from big injuries. Um, and they have a uh, true sophomore as their number two back and their uh, uh, true freshman as their uh, number five. So I wouldn't be shocked, but uh, I don't think it'll happen. Um Will the Gophers be looking to add 
uh, additions at kicker in the transfer portal, or are they going to go forward with Dragon Keish and uh, and Walker, um, uh, Brock Walker? Uh, I w- I would also not be shocked if they added another kicker. Um, I don't get much uh, vibe if they will or not. Um, Dragon Keish or Kisich. His last name is definitely not Keish. I don't know why I said Keish. Uh, Dragon Kisich. Uh, he is an experienced kicker. He kicked a lot of footballs at Temple. Um, so I think he could slip into the starting role. Uh, Walker obviously struggled um, in 2020. Um, so I would not be shocked if they added another guy. But I also... I would put it at 50-50 that they would add someone else. If the opportunity arises, I think they'll go after it, but I don't think they're actively looking for a new kicker. Um, all right, at LP underscore M-I-N-N. Um, I'd be interested, interested in position group rankings, top areas of strength, and remaining uncertainty. Um, so like I said earlier, I think the weakest position right now is probably linebacker. Um, with Mariana Sorimarin returning, um, obviously he'll have good veteran leadership at one position, and Braylon Oliver played a little bit last year and did well, and I think he could fit into the number two spot. Um, but behind that, there's not much depth, uh, and I I think that is probably the number one position that I could see them adding another player from the transfer portal. Um, I think another veteran player at that position could be big. Um, the secondary is still a bit raw uh, with young talent. Uh, Abilene Christian transfer Ryan Stapp I think will fit in great. Uh, Justin Wally's entering his true sophomore year. Uh, there's a lot of talent behind him, obviously, now with Beanie Bishop, Western Kentucky transfer. You got Steven Ortiz, Jalen Glaze. Uh, there's a lot of talent that uh, can develop and be something great. Um, but it's a lot of expectations that they are going to develop. Um, I think they'll be great, fine uh, next year, and I think they have definitely have the talent to be fine but it's obviously assuming a lot of these guys are going to continue to develop um but I would probably say the cornerback position is better than the safety position um but that would probably be my number two weakest area and then the defensive line still has some questions because there's a lot of experienced guys on this whole defense that uh that are leaving and they need to replace. I would say the interior has more questions than the outside. Um, but I could also see them adding another guy from the transfer portal uh, there because uh, they definitely could use another, uh, definitely on the interior um, with Micah Du Treadway leaving, uh, with Niles Pinckney leaving, with Val Martin leaving. Uh, I think Trill Carter, Logan uh, Richter, and Jacob Schuster, I heard good things about. Devin Eastern, I heard good things about. I think those four are going to be the main four next year. But 
outside of Trill Carter, those uh, other three really haven't played much. So I could definitely see another addition from the transfer portal there. Uh, but as for offensively, uh, the offensive line, I think, went from a massive question mark to now almost a strength. Uh, the tight end room um, with Co-Keefe leaving. Um, I, Brevin Spanford, I think, will fill in great. Uh, wide receiver room, everyone coming back. Running back room, everyone coming back. Quarterbacks, obviously we know about that. Uh, but it's all about, I think, the young talent stepping up into a bigger role and being leaders on this team. I think the biggest thing, this defense lot, lost a lot of leaders. Coney Durr was a leader. Uh, Jack Gibbons was a leader. Boye Mafe was a leader. And I think it's going to be more finding those guys. Um, and then at Zach underscore Strombeck asked, how much will the loss of multiple likely NFL offense linemen impact this Gophers offense? Um, I thought it was going to impact it uh, pretty largely. I think it was going to change their identity heading into this year. But Quinn Carroll, I think, changes all of that. He is... Uh, he has the strength and skills and potential to be an anchor of a Big Ten offensive line. And I thought the Gophers were missing that. They had the talent to put together a good offensive line. John Michael Schmitz is a terrific player. Uh, but now they add their anchor, I think. And I think they can play a similar style that they did in 2021 now with the addition of Carroll. And I think uh, those losses obviously hurt. And the offseason will be big for these offensive linemen to mesh and grow together. Uh, as for at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Joe Nels, uh, can we see a full current list of players returning, leaving, incoming, and undecided unknown? Uh, so I did my best to put together a list for this. Uh, it's really hard, obviously. Um... Oh, and I for, Matthew Trickett's probably returning at kicker. I forgot about that. So uh, as for at three-fourths geek, I think he's coming back, and I think he'll be the starting kicker next year. I don't know why I forgot about that. Uh, but as for the rest of the list, um, uh, the players we know that are returning that uh, had the option to are Mo Ibrahim, Tanner Morgan, Chris Ottman-Bell, Axel Rushmeyer, Matthew Trickett, John Michael Schmitz, and it's kind of presumed but not official for Thomas Rush, Mariana Sorimarin, Terrell Smith, and Jordan Howden. Um, and then four transfers already. We got Ryan Stapp from Abilene Christian, Beanie Bishop from Western Kentucky, Lorenza Sergers from Vanderbilt, and Quinn Carroll from Notre Dame. Um, there's as many as 16 guys that have left for the transfer portal. Um, Curtis Dunlap it has committed to Texas, MJ Anderson, Brady Boyd, Cam Wiley, Rashad Chenny, Jacob Clark, James Gordon, Zach Anikstead, Dylan McGill, Austin Henderson, um, Michael Lance, Kai Thomas, Namdi Adim, Madam Mayor, Ty Barron, Jaquandis Burns, and Sai Mapakataolo. I definitely said his name right. Um, and then uh, there's about 15 guys that I know for sure are leaving. Uh, Daniel Falele, 
Blaze Andrews, Boye Mafe, Asesio Tamiwo, Connor Olson, Sam Schluter, Philip Howard, Coney Durr, Micah Du Treadway, Niles Pinckney, Jack Gibbons, uh, Will Mobley, kicker, Justice Harris, Bishop McDonald, and Co. Keith. Um, that is obviously a lot of information, um, but I think I did my, I could have had one or two of those are wrong, but there's a lot of, uh, movement, uh, with roster construction now in college football. And it's, it's hard to follow for people who are locked into the team like me. Um, it's just a lot of moving parts. And I think it'll continue to be like that. Even for this offseason specifically, I think there'll be more moving parts, we might see another name or two enter the transfer portal. I, that's just how it is now. Um, as for the, uh, more questions, at MN Luke 9 will the offense continue to be run he heavy or you do or do you envision Soraka bringing in a more balanced or even pass-heavy offense in 2022? Well, I definitely don't think they're going to be pass-heavy. I do think they'll be more balanced. I think uh, we could see... Not a dramatic increase. I think like six or seven more pass attempts a game. Uh, the Gophers were honestly the most run-heavy team in the country, I believe, outside of the service academies. Um, so I th they're going to still re rely on their offense line and running game because that is the strength of this roster. But I do think they're going to open it up a little more and uh, use the wide receivers and use the playmakers and let Tanner Morgan sling it a little more. Um, I don't think it'll be dramatic, but I, I do think it'll be substantial enough to notice. Um, with success in 2021 and 2022, will 2023 be a breakout recruiting year? I think it definitely could be. It has the chance to be. Um the Gophers' only commitment so far is a four-star wide receiver, uh, Ike White. So that's definitely a good uh, a good base for a great recruiting class. Um, so it definitely can be. Um, I I don't know if it will be, but I could I could see it happening. Um, as for the last question at AK Schulz two, uh, any idea why Kai Thomas is entering the transfer portal? Um, like I said earlier, no, I don't know why, um, probably playing time and he's selling high, uh, after the bowl game, his stock really has never been higher. And I think that's really all that, all it was. Um, but as for the episode, that is all I got today. Um, as always, I appreciate you listening. Um, probably be back next week for, with a similar episode. There'll probably be some gophers news that we don't see coming. Um, but as always, I appreciate you listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.